You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. Hello everyone and welcome back to What the Folklore, Making Sense of Senseless Tales. I am your storyteller, Carmen. Crime Weaver Tyler. I'm Gordy. It gives you wings. <laughs> Thank you, no, my hunk hog. <laughs> Gordy? <laughs> yeah. What does? That's all it says. I'm looking at the card here. It says it gives you wings. Well, you're the one with that secret now. Yes. I'm the one with the secret of what gives you wings, but that is all that's written here, so that's all I can say. Secret I don't like it. to your grave. Um, it is a secret I will sell to the highest bidder of uh, what, what gives you wings, because I'm ready to auction this off. <clears throat> I will bid one half of story. <laughs> half, half of one story? I feel like I'm going to get that regardless. Because uh, that's what we do on the show, is Carmen reads uh, weird folklore to me and Tyler, and we talk about the plot holes and try to make a weird story make more sense by the end of it. This week is part two of a story. Probably the last part, right? It should be. It's, re- it's really up we'll to probably us. Get yeah, no, that, that one's you two. You you have to have that one in the bag. So you could talk all day about bidets or whatever, and we could have a part three. Can you remind me of the title? And then I'll give you a synopsis of what I remember. Uh, the title was Princess Calabati and the Monkey Prince. Prince, yeah. So a king had seven wives. Mm-hmm. Uh, they seemed chill with each other. And then they got magic root dinner to make them have baby. Yep. Each of them. Yep. And they were supposed to have enough for everybody, but some of them got greedy for root. That's a true thing. And some of them got root scraps. And the ones who who had the root amount that they needed had five shitty, rowdy little moon kids. (laughs) And the other two had an owl and a monkey, who seemed pretty nice otherwise. they, They seemed pretty relaxed as princes and they like each other's company Mm -hmm. but but the five ones put them in a cage because they didn't know they were brothers or didn't care didn't know i don't remember that detail did not they thought that they would be pets and then when they found out that they were brothers they were like fuck this and went out to go terrorize more people they're actually princes yeah and then a princess happened and they yes they did a quest for her a princess came by in a fancy boat with a fancy pair and threw a challenge at the shore and then, like, jetted off in her, uh, her motorboat. <laughs> and the quest was to go to the witch's beach for reasons right. that I, that I remember. I you do, do remember the reasons? I do remember the reasons. Uh, what are the reasons? Important. Stunts? It is it is an important thing that they have to go do. And so they're going to yes. go do it. But then they get there and they got ate by witches in a Jiffy Pop bag with their servants. That's pretty good, I think. And the, I mean, the monkey and the owl are on a shitty boat that is being magicked to be good. Did I get it all? Um, yeah, that's that's basically it. I mean, <laughs> really, if you want to know 
Go listen to part one. We know you won't, some of you. We see the stats. I feel like I covered it. They don't match each other. For whatever reason, part two always has more listens. <laughs> we Because I feel as though we the, the community that we foster is a gluttony for punishment. <laughs> and also, they follow the Crime Weaver creed, which is, you're not my dad and you don't tell me what to do. <laughs> Which we I mean, appreciate. Like it, is, it is your prerogative to listen to whichever episodes in whatever order you choose. We just like we recommend uh, the the intended experience is part one and then part two. <laughs> but you you break all the rules if you want. It's up to you. It's yeah. like to, it's to like your the, time. It's the original Mario Brothers on the NES system. You, it's meant to be a linear thing, level to mm-hmm. level. But take a warp pipe if you want. Fuck it. They're in there for a reason. You can go wherever you want. You can do it. Fight Bowser at the start of the game and go backwards. <laughs> Nothing's stopping you. It's like Mario Maker. Do whatever you want. Uh, Is there any I, other important things that we need to remember, such as the reason for the quest? Um, this, the reason for the quest is to marry the princess. Well, so the, the, like, what is the goal of the quest, I mean? like, How do we know princess. if quest has succeeded? Uh, let's see. If quest equals yes, what is the yes? <laughs> what did they do? So what, what is that which beach that they need? Uh, the princess says that if the sons of the, the various queens sail forth and leave behind the witch's beach and colored waters to where the drum markets sit, then maybe one of them will be fit for her hand. Oh, so they didn't even have to stop at witch beach. Yeah, I think witch's beach is like a just a waypoint. It's an obstacle. Yeah. And the great obstacle course of marriage. Um, <laughs> it's just one one thing to navigate to get to the end goal, which is this princess to marry. Yeah, this is the relationship advice section of the podcast where we is tell she, you like every relationship is going to have its witch's beach, and you yeah. gotta you gotta get there and you gotta deal with it. And is then, she into it? Is the princess into this? Into it? I don't know that this is like her fetish. I mean, is she like, is she willing to go along with this? I don't remember. Well, she decreed it. Yeah, she's the one who like sailed her little boat with her golden parrot and shouted this at people. So that sounds into it to me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That seems that seems like she. Yeah, she wants them to be doing this for her. And when the boat sped off, the queens asked for a little bit more intel, and she just shouts back that she's Calabati. Send your sons to my land, and whoever takes uh, her pearl <laughs> flower and carries away the magic drum is the one she's gonna marry. So okay. They gotta, like, hell, hell yeah! I forgot got, about that. That's pretty. That's pretty good. It's just like, hey, send your boys over my way. <laughs> yeah. So she set up like a little boy obstacle course. Send. Not a little boy obstacle course. <laughs> no, the the obstacle course. It's only course for is big little. kids. Like the, yeah, the send, send your like send your beefos my way, and <laughs> whoever whoever wins this thing I set up can marry me. That's that's pretty baller. That's that's basically. It's like capture no, the flag with some witches thrown in and a marriage is this at what the it, end. Is this what it means if a milkshake brings all the boys to the yard? <laughs> yes, I think this is exactly the milkshake situation. Is this what that song's about? It is a modern interpretation. From my memory of um, probably eighth grade, eighth grade or ninth grade when that song was popular. When you were a big Fergie fan. Yeah, and my friend Frank at uh, the summer camp we went to uh, sang, 
in the weirdest voice possible. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Watch out. It's better than yours. Um, that's my knowledge of that song, as, as Frank's interpretation of it, which is significantly better than I imagine the real song is. Truly grim. <laughs> Sung in an ice cream shop off the coast of North Carolina. Anyway, this is a tale from Bangladesh, suggested by Maddie, and from the book Princess Kalabati and Other Tales by Nayaz Zaman, in case you are coming at us with your rebel spirit refusing to listen to part one. <laughs> you two ready to find out what happens next? Uh, I have a segment. Oh, okay. Go for it. Uh, hi, welcome to Boat Watch. This is a segment where mm-hmm. I, I predict if there's going to be a boat in the story. Passing the torch. <laughs> I think you didn't pass that torch to Gordy. That torch was snuck up and stolen from you in the dead of night. I don't know. I'm not fighting it, though. Yeah, he's it's surprisingly willful to be rid of this. I mean, here here's the thing. It's still like in like an important part of of like who I am. Uh, but I but I'm 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 willing to hand this baton off at least for a week. I'm willing to rent you this baton. See see what you can do with it. Uh, Gordy, I I do want to say that I was goaded into this by the rowdy kids on the Discord. Yeah, I I figured. <laughs> It has that rowdy Discord stank all over it. I I assumed. Um, Uh, My guess is that, yes, there's going to continue to be boats. Okay. You think there'll be (laughs) further boats? I think the boats that we know are in it already will still be in it. Okay. That's my bet. All right, so Gordy, what's your segment? I'll, I'll, I'll bump it up a little bit. Nothing bad will happen to the boats. No damage will come to these boats. Bold for a for a first time, but we'll see. <laughs> now is that is that what I would have said? I don't know. Well, what's your segment, Gordy? Um, my I think my segment is um, I mean we can just trade, and I can talk about crimes. Sure. Um, I think uh, I think there's gonna be. We also did predictions last week, so we should try to remember what those are and if Holy they come true. Holy shit! I don't at all. <laughs> I my prediction my prediction oh, wait, was that I remember mine. <laughs> okay, well that was I don't remember e- either easily, yours, so I could easily resolved crisis. My prediction was that all all those people who died and got ed up by witches are going to come back to life. And mine was that the two animal boys are going to be real boys. Yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. So there we go. Uh, I do have an idea for a future crime segment to run yeah. by you guys. Okay. And to incorporate the Discord into the rowdiness even further. Mm-hmm. And to build my crime empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to start a channel on the Discord that the two of you are banned from. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> and each week they can give me a topic that I have to try and weave into the conversation naturally. That's... Uh-huh. Okay, like that's this. pretty good. That's a good crime weave. That's good. Yeah. And, and All right. see whether Go or not you can pick out what it was. That's pretty good. Yeah. Is it going to be like a phrase, like a specific phrase that you have to say? Yeah, like one to two words, maybe. Okay. A, a simple concept that can uh, be tangented. 
I'm sure they'll yeah. prime that up even further than we can possibly imagine. Probably, but that I'm, that's as far as I've thought about it. I'm willing to try this. Um, tr- truth be told, though, I, I always knew this day was going to come. <laughs> when you would come for my segment. <laughs> it was only a matter of when. You're, you're yes. sitting next to a crime weaver, and you know that one day those crimes will weave you. <laughs> you weave the crimes or they, they weave you. That's what they say. Yep. Keep your crimes close and your weavers closer. Well, let's weave some more crimes into this story. Let's. Are you two ready now? Sure. Sure, why not? Okay, so where we left off, the princess had reached the land of the three witches, and as soon as their boats touched the banks, three old soldiers came out and tied up the boats and then put all the princes and sailors and soldiers into a large sack. Uh, and the witches open the sack, eat everyone, and go to sleep. Uh, yep. So the princes, who are apparently swallowed whole, so ding, 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 um, talk into the night, despairing about being stuck inside, witches. <laughs> They're doing, like, are they talking through tin can phones? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah are they just... they, wait, are they talking from witch to witch? Between witch bellies? Yeah, the witches, are, maybe they're, they're like, they cuddle in their sleep, like a, a little puppy pile of witches. <laughs> yes, I, I, could, I can certainly imagine them talking to each other in the same witch belly. That makes good sense to me. There well, are three witches, though. There are three witches. There are and five, five of them. And also and they're, they're dudes. At, probably Who? at least five soldiers, because I, I think each prince had his own boat. So at least five sailors and probably at least five soldiers. Are the sailors in on the convo, or are uh, they shunned? No, they're for being asleep. Poor. <laughs> they're just happy to have some rest. Sure. Uh, but I imagine that in three witches swallowing all these folk whole uh, distends the belly somewhat. So the witch dog pile, like everyone's kind of stretched up against each other. So you can definitely hear through the thinned <laughs> out belly skin Ugh. a little bit clearer. Somebody had to get a witch to themselves, right? <laughs> if, if there's five and three witches, somebody's... Yeah, there's one prince who's just shoved in there with extra sailors. He got the witch yeah. penthouse. Yes. He, he got the good real estate in witch bellies. Um, so they're despairing about being inside witches, as you probably would if you were inside a witch. And then they hear a voice calling softly, Brothers, can you hear us? And the princes answer with their location of inside witches. And the monkey and the owl put their tails in the witches so they can grab them and no. get pulled out through the old women's nostrils. Why would you go through the nose? Uh, like the nose, throat, mouth, that whole area is sort of connected by cavities. And I'm guessing maybe but these they went witches in through the mouth. giants? They did go into the mouth. So just do the mouth again. Well, maybe the the mouth is closed. They're sleeping. Yeah. Just open it. Well, maybe that that would wake them up. Impossible. That's they just true. they just ate five dudes. And now they had five dudes pulled out through their nose. You know how you feel after Thanksgiving? Yeah. Do that five times. <laughs> really 15 times if we're assuming <laughs> one sailor and one soldier per boat, too. Yeah. All right, so Voodoo and Princes, Putin. as we know, are full of tryptophan. 
That's their na- main feature. That's why they're so confused all the time. That's why they, they are so wanted for cooking. <laughs> um, so Voodoo and Bootum, which are the monkey and the owl, if you forgot, they tell the princes to strike off the witches' heads. And then they do that, and all the others come out alive through, I guess, mech meat. Why do Why couldn't they do that? Because they're a monkey and an owl. And these witches are large enough that they can pull a, a full boy out of a nostril. Yeah, but if the owl just picked the monkey up and then dropped him for a plunging attack. I mean, maybe. That's extra damage. And a sneak R1? attack, too. <laughs> I mean, if you, they... wanted, if you wanted to press R1, you'd get even more. Yeah, but it's, it's already extra damage. So well, this... R1 is regular damage in Dark Souls. You're right, yeah. In a, in a lot of um, a lot of FromSoft games. All right, so um, once they strike off the witch's heads and the other folk come out through the neck area, uh, they sail off and don't invite Boodoo or Bootum to join them. They just peace out. Not even a thanks, just gone. These little moon dicks. They are indeed moon dicks. (laughs) They're not (laughs) worth the trouble. That's a good term for them. Um, so by morning, the peacock boats, which are the five boats that the, the regular princes, the moon dicks, are riding, uh, they make it to the river of many colored waters, and they can't navigate anymore for, for, I guess, colorful reasons, and end up in a turbulent sea for seven days and seven nights, and they wish their animal brothers were around to save them somehow from this predicament. They got saved once, and now they're used to it. That's why you don't save royalty. Yeah, like, they just assume that's normal now. It, it creates mm-hmm. a Pavlovian effect. Um, so I guess they're shouting their wishes into the sky, because um, the the it's m- a good monkey way to make them. and the owl, yeah, it's it's the secret. Um, the monkey and the owl voices carry on the winds. Who calls us? What can we do? And then they they find them and they tie their tiny little boats alongside the prince's magnificent ones. Uh, Boodoo tells the sailors to turn their sails to catch the south winds, and the sailors obeyed, and the boats left the sea and sailed up the river. So. Like, these sailors can't be that good. Yeah, not very experienced in the sailing arts. Like, you could try some some different wind catching with your sails, I would assume. Do something. Yeah, don't just sit in the river and wail for a monkey to save you. I'm going to try that at work tomorrow when I get frustrated. Hmm? (laughs) Just a monkey save me. I hope a monkey could save me. If Just only scream. he had an owl friend. Scream your wish into the void. Maybe yeah. they'll let me go home. <laughs> yes, you obviously I mean, need you... a break, sir. <laughs> if you, I was going to say, if you do it enough, they will probably make you go home. <laughs> it's like, how, how does a sabbatical sound, buddy? <laughs> um, so the boats sail up the river, and beside the river there are mango and jackfruit trees. So the princes are able to feast and save themselves from starvation and scurvy and scurvy so once they are fed they're like why is this monkey and owl on board our boats and they throw them in the water (laughs) are they just jerks or are they that forgetful Uh, i think they're just jerks they're just the worst uh the monkey and the owl are unfazed and just untie their skiffs and continue their journey uh, so the peacock boats are sailing on swiftly, leaving them far behind, uh, when without warning, the five proud boats and everyone aboard sink into the ocean or river or wherever they are with a loud rushing mm-hmm. noise. So I guess from a, from the distance, they see these boats suddenly just vanish. So like a whirlpool. Yeah. So when uh, the skiffs got to that spot, Boodoo called to his brother and Bootum is like, what? 
And Buddha's like, well, we should dive into the water and investigate what the hell happened here. And uh, Bhutam says, look, if they die, fine. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, So much the better. Uh, But Budu scolded his brother and ties a string to his waist and hands it to Bhutam to pull him up if he needs. Uh, So Budu swims until he reaches the bottom of the river, uh, where he finds a tunnel in which there is a palace so magnificent it rivals even those in heaven. Uh, There was no one in it except for a 100-year-old woman, year of the grandma, and when she (laughs) sees Budu, she throws kantha, which is a type of embroidery, over him, and in a moment, thousands of soldiers come to carry him into the palace and throw him into a dark cell. Okay. What if... No. That was a happening. Yeah. Yeah, no, this this story is a murky, confusing path. That was a series of events. Yeah, so now he's in an underground, underwater prison. Dungeon. Yeah. Does he still have the string? Uh, yes, I believe he does. Can he just tug on that and get pulled out of the cell? Yeah, but he's a, he's a monkey on a mission. <laughs> um, so he hears voices around him call his name. They're his brothers, and uh, they're relieved to, to have him there. Uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm here. Don't worry. I'll fix this somehow. And then he pretends to be dead. So when... Uh, mm. hmm? He pretends to be dead? Yes. Yeah, Kay. he's like... Hey, brothers, I got this. Okay. Cool, cool plan. <laughs> so when the slave girl enters with, a pris- with the prisoner breakfast, she sees the dead monkey and throws it in the rubbish heap outside. What do we got for breakfast? Eggs. <laughs> Just regular old eggs. Well, maybe fish eggs. Caviar. Oh, uh, no. No, they're Sc- bad. Scrambled caviar. Oops, all salmon. <laughs> <laughs> My, my favorite breakfast treat. <laughs> um, so Budu gets up from the rubbish heat. He sees the fair princess on the third floor of this palace under river. I don't know. Um, I think he's still under the river. Uh, Let's assume so. Pardon? Let's assume so. Yeah. Uh, he springs from treetop to treetop of underwater trees. Yep. Um, and to the rooftop until he gets behind the princess. I'm guessing this is some kind of like air pocket cave under the water. I have no problem with any of this. Sure. I mean, um, yeah, why not? Spin just, that wheel. Just doing cool Aquaman stunts. So the princess is talking to her cool gold parrot about how no one has come for her. And when Boodoo plucks the pearl flower from her hair, which was the like capture the flag thing that needed to happen. And the parrot notices its absence and tells her not to say no when she sees him, but she needs to lift up her head, open her eyes, and see her groom. (laughs) You're not going to want to say yes, but... All right, princess, be chill about this. Um, So she sees a monkey, and she is not happy about it, so she throws herself onto the floor... But she did make a promise, so she like gives herself like 30 seconds of dramatic princessing and gets up and puts a garland around his neck and says, fine. <laughs> uh, so Budu laughs and says, princess, whose are you now? And what? she said, no, you, yeah, yes. Who do you belong to now, essentially? Uh-huh. And she says, well, once I was my parents, then I was my own. I guess they died or she emancipated herself and she turned 18 now i am yours 
And he says, all right, cool. Go release my brothers from the prison and then come with me to my country to end my mother's suffering. Because his mom is cleaning up cow pats or whatever. Right. I did forget that. Uh, both moms are dealing with some kind of literal shit job. Even though the king doesn't want them to. Yes. He is powerless to stop them from not doing it. He is the most useless king maybe ever. <laughs> and we've seen some pretty useless kings. <laughs> it is... Uh... A stereotype at this point. A, a reoccurring feature of the show. The useless king trope. Um, so the princess Kalawati says, fine, I'll do what you want, but you can't take me like this. I will stay inside this box. So put me inside and take me back. So she's got some kind of box. Voodoo's like, sure. She steps into the box and then her gold parrot beats on a drum and the ballast turns into a vast marketplace and the princess box is lost among many goods in marketplace stalls. What? The parrot's got a drum that can turn the market pl- or the palace into a marketplace. The princess is hanging out in a box now, and there's so many good merchant goods that the box is not immediately evident, like an overcrowded antiques market. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna yuck this lady's yums, <laughs> but she's into some interesting things. She's, had, she's, she's got she's some got, very specific yums. She has preferences. <laughs> um, so Boodoo I'm curious is, how they developed. Boodoo, much like the two of you, is like, uh, what now? And he strikes the same drum himself, and the marketplace vanishes, and it becomes a palace. He hits it again, and it appears. And he notices if he strikes it on the left of the drum, it will vanish. And on the right of the drum, it will hum with activity. So he starts to just beat the ever-loving fuck out of this drum. Um, on which side? All of them. Why? Well, the just result of this... Just because he's Fat beats. He's doing... Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, the, the result rhythm. of this cool monkey drum rhythm is that the shopkeepers start to arrange their stalls and then they have to pick everything up until they get so exhausted that they just give Boodoo the princess box because they don't want to set up the market again. Wait, it's not magic? <laughs> um, it's, just, it's just a signal for these people to go to work? So I think the, the marketplace appearance is magic and it's it's the left versus right version of the drum yeah. that um, makes, oh sorry, uh, that makes the activity in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Um, so when yeah, but do they just appear, or do they like come in from the the break room? They 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 appear, <laughs> but they have to like set up and tear down their stalls as though or like a full day at the market. Yeah. Because when he beats it faster, the day at the market kind of goes faster. I think. No. It forces them to go faster. Yeah, like, like a, forces like the marketplace a... to like go so they have to arrange stalls and pick everything up uh, depending on like market day and he's it's like when you hit the super fast forward button on the sims yeah mm-hmm. and everyone's just like running around and then you lose track of where they are and they just start like setting things on fire and dying i just want to be clear that they're underwater still they yes. went into a river yeah and in the, the palace is down a, there. A t- cavern, and I right. guess there's air in the cavern, because there are trees and shit. But probably not like day. They have not. Yeah, they've not left whatever this underwater situation is. So the the drumming is a suggestion of the speed that they should be going. 
I guess. Like, it's not actually making the day go by faster. Well, there might be magic daylight down there. Who knows? It's not, it's not like, actually speeding up time. Well, it sounds like they're distressed by what's happening to them, these merchants. Oh, yeah, they're not, they're not happy about it at all. So they betray their princess so they can go get some rest. Um, so Boodoo picks up the drum and the box with the princess in it, and he calls to her in the box, and she tells him that she's hungry and wants fruit from off the trees. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, Okay. Tyler. Yes, Tyler. Oh, no, okay. Okay. <laughs> she, can, she can ask for that. Okay. There's a... T- <laughs> I think we've yeah, broken... <laughs> The monkeys, the monkeys, just gonna feed the princess in the box. That okay? <laughs> You're just <laughs> accepting this. The the princess who is sitting in a box asks the monkey for fruit, and okay, <laughs> <laughs> it is okay for her to do it, and it's okay for him to do it. Okay. Everybody, everybody does the thing. Are you set, Tyler? Are you okay? I'm great. <laughs> okay, um, so. Voodoo goes up to get the fruit, and the fruit looks delicious, but there is a python around the trunk of the tree. So Voodoo's solution to this is to rush the tree, and he does still have the string tied to his waist. Oh, good. And that string cuts the python in two. Oh, what? Okay. Why doesn't it it cut him in two? It is tied to him. I thought it was going to be like a Three Stooges, uh, like a good funny slapstick moment. No, it's more like when you have string and you're cutting cookie dough in a in a kitchen, but it's a snake. And the string's tied to a monkey. It's more of a ricky ticky tavy Yeah, he really ran, ran really, really fast at a tree, and now there's two snake hats. <laughs> uh, so the end result of this is that he gets the fruit, and the princess is finally sated and says, fine, that's enough trials, I'll go with you. Does she come out of the box? Uh, no, I think she's still in the box. But he okay. says... from her fortress yeah like she said that she's not leaving not in the box so it's part of the the rules Um, I'm thinking I'm just thinking back to my times as a child when I would hide under a laundry basket as like a fort (laughs) like that's what I'm picturing this woman doing it's just like being in a protected little box like a cat or something now I am uh, picturing her as doing like the Metal Gear Solid box thing so she can kind of like crawl around a little bit and she just peeks out but she won't really go <laughs> and, far. And, and shouts for fruit. She just like peeks yes. between the little flaps of the box and says fruit. Yep, I, and the I would do come. that with the laundry basket but it was a blue laundry basket so I would pretend to be Sonic the Hedgehog. Beautiful. Yeah. I, all of my forts I had to give up to the cat because she had a mean right hook. <laughs> She knocked my grandma off the toilet once, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned. (laughs) So she would bully us out of our our blanket forts, and she got to take all of them. (laughs) All right. um, You had, had like, Genghis Cat. (laughs) Yes, essentially. She also stole my sister's... Invade all your land. My uh, my grandfather made a doll bed for my sister, and she stole that from her, too, so that she could sleep on a doll bed. A titan, truly. Yes. All right, so uh, the princess says, fine, that's enough, I'll go with you. And Buddha says, no, it's not enough. I want to get that cool-ass embroidery that the, that, that old woman threw at me. And you also need to release the princes, as we agreed upon. 
Um, so he takes uh, princes and sailors and all the boats. He's slowly eating the now magic fruit. Yep. Uh, with a drum on one shoulder, the princess box in his hand, the old kantha, the embroidery on the other shoulder, and then he tugs the string, and Butum pulls him up with all of everyone else. All How many things. days later is it? And who knows? It's inscrutable. Could have been just 40 minutes later. Who knows? Um, so all the boats speed homeward. Bodu occasionally opens the box and talks to the princess in it. Um, sailors notice this, and they tell the asshole princes about the, the situation going on here, and the princes steal the box at night and push Budu into the water with the <laughs> embroidery. Okay. Um, then they shoot an arrow at Butum, who is per- perched on the masthead, so he just flies and joins Budu in the water to avoid dying. Just to avoid arrow fire? Yeah. I don't think they hit him. I think they just, like, warning shot, and he's like, fine, I'll get in the water, whatever. You guys suck. Uh, the princes open the box and they ask the princess who she belongs to now and she's like um, still the guy who owns the drum so they're mad because she didn't just accept their new ownership of her and lock her up and get to their homeland do they lock her in a different box no it's the same one <laughs> they let her stay at in least her... she's comfortable yeah like it's where she wants to be so they get to the homeland the queens welcome the princess I guess she's out of her box now. Not clear. Uh, Maybe they're yelling into a tiny box. And they each ask her who she belongs to. And she repeats that she belongs to the man who owns the drum. And they list out their sons. And she says no to each of them. And the queens are like, we'll cut you, bitch. They list out their sons. And she said, did I fucking stutter? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So the the queens are, are threatening to harm her. And she says, yeah, whatever. I made a vow to be in seclusion for a month. So, ladies, a suggestion for you. If random women are yelling that they're going to cut you over um, not marrying their sons, just make up a vow of seclusion that you totally made. Some guys pestering you at a bar, you have a vow of seclusion. (laughs) Your boss wants you to do something? vow of seclusion uh sorry i can't i took i took this sacred <laughs> vow uh just now i have to be like alone five. for a month oh uh, if you came here 15 minutes sooner <laughs> if only you had asked me to go to your play just just an hour ago i could have said yes but i wouldn't uh, have been sorry. secluded then uh your kid has a clarinet performance uh vow of seclusion though it is a promise. I gotta go be alone. Uh, so she says, let me do that, and you can cut me after. And the queens are like, yeah, that sounds good. Reasonable. <laughs> I'm a little bummed that we're not going to get, like, a queen fist fight. <laughs> like um, a royal rumble of queens and a princess. That'd be pretty good. So for whatever length of time this whole witches and lost in the ocean and river adventure happened um Budu and Butum's moms have just been like solidly weeping hmm? so they've just been weeping for like a week or seven without they are stop. shirking their shit duties they are shirking their shit duties to just cry 24 7 so they is have it, now is hmm? it like filling uh or are they dry 
they're they're dry. I th- I think they have weeped themselves dry. These are like the the dry heaving sobs. <laughs> fun. Um, That's a so, fun sound to hear twenty four seven. Yep. Everyone around them has moved to a new village. The cows have stopped pooping, just in terror. Um, so they've been weeping for the entire time that the the kids have been gone, and they have finally decided that they're done with crying. And it's time to go to the river to drown themselves. Oh, it's not to get to get okay. more water, right? So they can cry more. So they can refill, get that moisture going again, and keep sponge crying. Sponge it up with their yeah. faces. I th- I thought you were gonna say they're done, like they're done with crying, and so they uh, were gonna go like move on with their lives or something. They're gonna go blink repeatedly in the river so that they load their tears <laughs> up like shotgun shells. <laughs> They can keep squeezing them out. <laughs> All right, so um, so they go to the river to drown themselves, and then they hear their sons' voices and rejoice and don't drown themselves. Good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so remember that drum? Nope. Yeah, I remember it. The one that changes time. And, like, location. The, so the... next day, in front of the two wretched huts where... Uh, now Rani and Choto Rani, the moms of the monkey and owl, live. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, there's suddenly a large marketplace that shows up out of nowhere and astonishes <laughs> everyone. Sorry, ladies, we kind of have to go where the drum goes. <laughs> like, uh, we're at this again. Would you like to buy a basket real quick before we have to tear it down? Um, and hey, then... welcome to the 3700th annual drum con this year. <laughs> Uh, the I'd, next day, I'd go. I'd go to a drum con where it's just one magical drum with powers over space and time. That that would actually be a pretty cool con. Like, there's nothing else. You just have to find the magic drum. Um. All right. So we sell Funko Pops and earmuffs. <laughs> that is it. All right. So the next day, uh, suddenly there are a hundred thousand sentries standing on guard outside those two huts. That's new. Yeah, apparently yeah. there's some other ways you can hit that drum. Well, I guess the old... No, the old... Wait, hold... Uh, there was an old lady. Uh, yeah, she was down in the palace. I don't think she came with. She was just But who was the, she? Uh, the embroidery trucker. <laughs> and she had all those old... She had all those soldiers. Yeah. Are they the same? Maybe. How does that relate to the drum? You hit it and things happen. Yeah, but is there is there embroidery on the drum? No, maybe. I don't know why the embroidery. I don't remember if that comes up again. Great. Um, so the following day, suddenly there are a bunch of trees with very fancy fruits outside those huts. Mm. So news of the weird hut business reaches the king. <laughs> and also reaches Kalabati. So she goes to the king and says, hey, my, uh, my vow of seclusion, it's, it's done. I don't think it's been a month, but it's done now. Um, you're going to cut me to bits? And he's like, what? And she tells them everything that happened when all the threats of the, the wives and the, the monkey, fiancé, everything. Um, so king, the Does king she orders... wear the box like a magician's assistant? Like with her little feet sticking out at the bottom and her head out the top? An arm she sticking can just, out of each side. She can like just a, turtle like when she robot, needs to. Yeah, like a, a kid's cardboard robot. Car- Precisely. Costume. Yes, uh, yes, she absolutely is doing this. 
all right, I'm so, a fan of Square Princess now. <laughs> she's a very particular kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> she, she has one of the more interesting princess personalities we've encountered. I appreciate that she doesn't draw attention to the, like, or she doesn't acknowledge it at all. Right. She goes about <laughs> her day as normal, but she's doing fucking weird things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's allowed to do that. I think. Um, yeah. There's no law. Princess. She can do whatever. Right. There's no there law no that law says you can't it. wear a box and live in it. <laughs> so the king orders now Ronnie and Shoto Ronnie, uh, the Alan and monkey moms, to be welcomed back into the palace with great ceremony. The five now wicked queens go to their rooms and latch their doors, and the five princes, princes also go bolt their doors. Uh, while Princess Kalabati marches now Rani and Shota Rani back to the palace with great pomp and circumstance. Um, so the next day, Budu the monkey is married to Princess Kalabati, and Butum is conveniently married to Hirabati, the daughter of a neighboring king that just showed up to marry now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the king decides to take what the princes and queens started to an extreme level and nails their doors. Nails them? Yeah, nails them shut. So shut. Like, they they latched the doors against the world and the king's like, yeah, oh, that's a good idea. Let's make that permanent. <laughs> and just kind of just traps them in their room. Mm, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to make of this. Hey, what's this other princess hide in? Hirabati? Yeah, is she like a bubble wrap princess? <laughs> gerbil, gerbil wheel princess? I like the bubble wrap thing, because the two of them can then team up and start UPS. They can start a <laughs> princess shipping service. Like, do you want your package to get there? And, like, two princesses will personally make sure. Like, there's one of them in the box just watching it, and the other one is wrapped around your package. <laughs> Keep, keeping it safe. It's the most secure way to ship. So some number of days later, Hirabati and Kalabati awoke to find their husbands not in the rooms, but the monkey skin and owl feathers left behind on their beds. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Fuck yeah, they do! Hell yeah. <laughs> they peep outside and see two princes as handsome as angels circling the palace on horseback. Fuck yeah, horseback! <laughs> <laughs> Um, we we got two... horses out of the deal? Hell yeah! I think got you two have heard too much folklore. I'm getting upset about how accurate your guesses are getting. Yeah. Um, I think you should be worried. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Carmen. For every true guess that I get, there's always going to be the princess in a box <laughs> asks for fruit. <laughs> To just really stop me in my tracks. <laughs> yeah, there's, there will never stop being curveballs. <laughs> All right, so um, they burn the monkey skin and the owl feathers so they can keep their handsome hot dude husbands. And Budu and Butum smell the burning because it's probably not that pleasant. And they come running and rebuke their wives. So we're just going to do this twist last minute. Yeah. Um, so they shout at her, uh, what have you done? It was that beggar guy who gave their moms the roots desire that we should remain disguised so that we could visit the heavens and guard the palace, and now we can't do that. Probably should have told someone, bud. Let's <laughs> like, clue somebody into this. Uh, yeah, like the reader. 
probably should have verbalized. I would have liked to know that. Yeah, I would have liked to I, see any evidence that they visited heavens or guarded the palace. I mean, there I, was that one time where they said, like, this is kind of like heaven, and I let it slide. I was going to ask, true. hey, how do you know that? That's true. They did kind of slip that in. Although, the beginning part of the story, it's mostly about the monkey and the owl just playing in the trees and then being surprised that they're princes, and now they <laughs> seem to have a lot of extra knowledge about their origin story. So, like... This might have been a Donois-like situation where halfway through the story, like, you know what would be really cool? If instead of a punishment, this monkey and owl kid situation is secret heaven spy business. You know what would be cool is if these animal boys weren't underdogs and were god-tier. <laughs> never, never let, uh, never let yourself be stopped from just throwing an idea into the middle of a story. And never <laughs> editing the beginning. All right, so the princesses are silent for a moment, as you probably would be. And then they're like, well, um, why should you have to do that? And long story short, there's absolutely nothing that can be done now. Skins are burned. There's no going back. Great. So it's I, a happy... I didn't care before, so I guess I don't have to anymore. <laughs> it's a happy night for the two princesses who have no regrets about uh, shirking their husband's god-given duty or whatever yeah um because now they have godlike prince husbands who are super nah. hot and a way better deal than they thought they were getting when one of mm -hmm. them was uh obstacle coursed by a monkey and the other one just showed up for an owl <laughs> <laughs> that one got catfished hard <laughs> he got yeah. out you you lied on your okay cupid profile but it is myth times i have now been in your presence so we're as good as married like the ride over the servants or whatever were 100 percent telling her all of his good qualities and then when they get there they're like oh and he's an owl and then they push her through the doors and lock it behind her <laughs> it's like well it. i've been alone in a room with a man so i guess i belong to him now <laughs> even if he is an owl that's all it takes. Yeah, I'm ruined for even, future men. <clears throat> even for a second. I guess the guarding of heaven is somebody else's problem now. Religious old beggar guy is going to have to trick someone else into eating a root. <laughs> Wrong. Um, so everyone goes to the king to explain the new twists and turns. Um, and uh, Budu's name gets changed to Bud Kumar. And Butim is named Rup Kumar, and everyone in the palace rejoiced that their names are different and <laughs> that they're hot. Um, and all the good people lived happily for the rest of their days, and the rest are never mentioned again, so they probably just died in their room of starvation at the end. I'll assume that the name changes have cultural significance. I'm going to assume that also. Mm -hmm. uh, not knowing the Bangladesh language that well and read that at all. Uh, no no clue. Um, maybe it's like being accepted by their king dad mm -hmm. as official prince boys. Because he liked them before. But what was his, that? He, the king liked the monkey and the owl boys before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did. But his, uh, his jerk wives were mean to them and he didn't know what to do about it. So. Uh-huh. So now that they're wise. nailed inside their rooms. And I, it does say the king does it. 
Uh-huh. No, Personally. he has no, he has it done. Never mind. I was I was I like the image of this king going down with a, <laughs> with a nail in his teeth. And, Personally nailing doors shut. Yeah, like this is the one action that he has decided to take upon himself, but no, he he did outsource that one. Uh-huh. Did the princes get locked in there too? Uh the princes are like also the five shitty Everyone's moon kids. In. Yeah. The moon dicks and their moms have each been locked into a room. The moon dicks. Do they prefer the room or the witch's belly? I mean, I assume the room has... Which tomb was preferable? Probably the room, because I assume that a prince's room it's got has video all kinds games. of amenities. And yeah, that's got the, um, the Xbox, it's got their Wii. Um, Which belly it's got, is pretty warm, I bet, though. I mean, but so are many prince blankets, and they don't have to share it with the commoners of, or like the sailors and soldiers. Which yeah, are I guess. Hmm. Yeah, I guess so. Like, do you get it's one per rube? Yeah, so they have and a lot of space more than one per belly. So yeah, that might that might tip it. Which bellies also have unsecured public Wi-Fi, and they get real mad if you don't purchase anything, and just sit there all day. Yeah. You have to keep ordering a small coffee every couple hours. Which the witch will then drink on top of you. Yeah, you just bathe in it. Ugh. Well, there's nothing to fix. Because <laughs> um, we guessed everything right. We did guess everything right, and the rest isn't worth fixing. <laughs> I feel like we're getting lazy about the fixing part of these things. I Ugh, mean... I don't know. We just... It feels like, yeah, we just sort of let it happen. Is, do you have a problem with this one? Um, well, I mean, the bi- one of the big problems is the whole sudden uh, we had a job to do. Yeah, that's weird. It didn't need to get brought up, but I am attached to it because it did make me right. <laughs> I mean, we can keep that in there. I just feel like <laughs> we need to check off's loaded gun it. Sure. And you, you gotta show the gun. Like, the reverse of that is that the gun can't fire in the third act if you have not shown it in the first act. What you if... Can't deus ex god job. Okay, in the movie version, what if when the monkey gets to the palace and he's like, oh, that's kind of, this is kind of like heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says that out loud and then yeah. he just, he stares into the middle distance for 15 minutes. And then the movie resumes. What if we like see the monkey and the owl when they're because they play in the trees outside of their shit mom shit huts? Mm-hmm. Uh, what if we just occasionally see them ascend into the sky? <laughs> sure, just zap up into heaven. Yeah, just like in the background while we're watching the 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 moon dicks ride around on their horses chopping people's heads off for no reason we just like if you pay close attention in the background you can see a monkey and an owl ascending to heaven or there's just a lightning bolt every once in a while yeah what if microscopically on the screen like way 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 in the distance like yonder toad style you can see a holy war taking place in heaven Constantly in the background. They they occasionally go there and handle it and then come back to the plot. Um, I like that. I like it just taking place even totally in the background. Just like (laughs) if you squint, you can kind of make out what's happening back there. Um, Some other things to fix in this part of the story. Old woman with the embroidery. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would like to know about that. 
Why did she throw embroidery on him? Is it just a diversion tactic? If someone has uh, to distract the before the guards of, uh, come out, the cultural significance of the embroidery, we would appreciate that knowledge too, because maybe it means something that we don't know about. Yeah, maybe um, if we knew what it was, we'd be like, "Oh, guards are coming." Because I, I looked up the thing, and it like just said that it was a type of embroidery. Um, so I no idea. So if you if you know, let us know. Was she like the and queen of the river? Ourselves. Did she live there? The old woman. Yeah. Yeah, she's a hundred years old, and she's it, the only. Did it, person... it did say that, right? Yeah, there's like he there's knew that a from a glance. He's go- he goes to the bottom of the river. He counted there her rings. Tunnel. There is a palace in the tunnel, and there's no one else except a hundred-year-old woman. So I think she's just in the tunnel. She's a tunnel woman. Um, <laughs> she says, sneak attack! <laughs> yes. Uh, so she throws the the kansa over him. So it's a traditional type of embroidery from Bangladesh and other areas of other areas near there in South Asia pronounced Kantha. I think I did get something wrong. What yeah. did you get wrong? The boats. There were... Uh, we never what? saw them again. No, we did. They We did. They came back. Yeah, they After- sank to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, that sounds you- like damage to a boat. Yeah, but they came back up fine. They just like were oh, sucked ca- down. They got back or they yeah. sailed back the same yeah, way. Yeah, when when uh when the monkey tugged on the string and the owl pulled him up, he also pulled up all the boats <laughs> and the princes. Oh, okay. Silly um, me. So originally kanthas were just made of, of discarded cloth straps, scraps and things to be blankets, just warm blankets. Over time developed into a gener- a craft that could symbolically impart story, desire and well-wishing for loved ones. Um, often made as wedding gifts or gifts for mothers with stories and wishes weaved in, so might be significant for the wedding. It was her wish aspect. that he got arrested by soldiers. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the the old woman just throws this thing at him. Yeah, and then he's arrested by soldiers. Right, and I th- I think that's just like throw a blanket over the monkey so he doesn't see what's coming. Right, what I'm saying is that the wish that was woven into it is that this monkey gets arrested. I guess so. Um, but he wants it back, and I guess maybe that's for the wedding, but yeah. it doesn't show up again. And I think that's something that if if you're going to fight to have that, uh, to get it back, there should be a reason for it. It should probably have a reason, yeah. Uh, we got we to gotta clarify them drum rules and what is and is not mm. drum. Uh-huh. What is and is not time? That too. I do like uh, that the That sounds idea. like an easy one to fix. Yeah. I like the rule of the monkey can just wail on this drum and make the magical merchant people just too tired to deal with it anymore. I, I did enjoy that little bit. Yeah, that was fun. Um, but I don't understand where, like, how, like, does the drum make sentries appear? Does the drum make the forest appear? Why did he not accidentally turn the palace into those things while he was wailing on it? He just happened to play the same note every single time, correctly. And what's this gold parrot? Just a bren. Well, the gold parrot doesn't show up again after it hits the drum the first time and the monkey just um, takes the drum from it. Just, just a tutorial. It's an omen. <laughs> what if the gold parrot and the old woman are the same fairy godmother kind of character? Okay. And that way they're a little bit more tied together. 
But they still need to play mm -hmm. a role later. Yeah, they still need to do... They Like, we need to know the... I guess we don't need to, but we sh it would be nice to know the outcome of their disappearance. Right, because as far as we know now, the gold parrot is still just sitting at the bottom of that river. <laughs> I mean, I... <laughs> I kind of like that. I kind of like that, too, because now that, just leave that it. parrot's got a lot of cool hangout space. What if just, it's leave, the just leave it palace? down there. Leave it down there. It's fine. Like, what if... See, Princess Calabati, she says she used to belong to her parents, and then she belonged to herself. And what, what lady in myth times ever got to belong to herself? Um, so what if the parrot is, like, her cool, shape-shifting fairy godmother friend... And her parents were real bummers, so she ran away from home to go live with her fairy godmother under a river. And so when they leave, the parrot's just like, oh, finally, my house guest is gone. It's been years. <laughs> I have this place back to myself. I, I don't can, have to listen to that fucking drum anymore. I can make these cool cloths and throw them at as many people as I want. <laughs> and now... The gates of heaven are open. <laughs> Finally. I can begin my attack. <laughs> I can begin char charging my lasers. Yeah, I, I want to know what the owl and the monkey were supposed mm. to be guarding the palace from mm. and why they needed to visit the heavens as part of that. Maybe it's just bummers. Guard it from bummers? Well, they yeah. kind of failed that because the princes were riding around cutting people's heads off, so they weren't guarding it from shit. Well, the princes weren't up there. In the pa No, they're not guarding heaven. They were supposed to guard the palace where the king lives and where I there are a bunch of queens locked in their rooms. How is heaven involved? They get to visit it. What? Um, heaven? The Never sannyasi, mind. The beggar guy with the root desired that Monkey and Owlboy should remain disguised so that they could still visit the heavens and also guard the palace. So they're yeah. just fucking tourists? I thought they were guarding a heavenly palace. I don't think so. I, I think <laughs> the heavens, heaven tourists the heavens is better. and the guarding are unrelated? I, I guess so. Heaven tourists is better. <laughs> yeah, do I, I do like that. Like You're going to be a monkey and an owl. And a lot of things are going to blow. But you do have a season pass to heaven. <laughs> you can ride all the heaven roller coasters. You know, fast pass to heaven doesn't really sound enticing. <laughs> Is they it probably do yet? have some cool coasters, though. Yeah, I just want the story of Kalabati and her cool gold parrot old woman palace friend now. Do you think there's like a splash mountain in heaven, but when the log hits it, it splits the ocean? Like Moses style? Yeah. Sounds like that would suck as a ride. <laughs> yeah. Because you would just screech to a halt. Maybe it turns into an aquarium and you get to see all the cool animals. That's probably the best part of heaven, right? The aquarium? Seeing, seeing cool animals? Well, the extinction zoo. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's probably like pretty good. Yeah, that could that could be interesting. Uh, best part's probably the the giant dog park, because <laughs> all the dogs are there. I have heard that. Yes, so we fixed it. Yeah, it's fine now. <laughs> it's closer. I the don't know. The reason they go to heaven is the extinction zoo. The end. <laughs> and now they're sad because they can't. 
Yep, they can, they can no longer feed the dodos. Because their clothes got burned. And the princesses are like, whatever, we've show us your abs. <laughs> Them washboard abs. <laughs> you think Calabati's still in her box most of the time? Yes. <laughs> She's, she wears the box to bed. Have you seen she, the film Box Trolls? I, I have. I watched it with you. It's that. When she it's does time that. For, like, the she cosplays stuff. that. She just, like, staples a lingerie to the outside of the box. <laughs> well, no, she it's dry erase. <laughs> Whatever outfit she needs. <laughs> Sounds like we're done. Out of steam on, uh, on Owl Boy and Monkey Boy and the Great Moon Dicks. So thank you, Maddie, for sending us that story. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you to everybody who's been tweeting about us. Uh, thank you and happy birthday to Metal Gear Bex. Thank you, um, Ali slash Nomi Sparks. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, who else did I have? Who else did I have? Um, thank you, Francis Reed, for sharing your cool sandboarding witch. Uh, thank you, Anxious Horse. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you to all of our patrons for continuing to keep our lives fun, exciting, and and full of insanity. Thank you, patrons. Uh, thank you, Tim, for the crime watch today. <laughs> thank you. Uh, and thank you to our top tier patrons, Maya, Cole, who will catch Tyler and destroy Kevin. You get him, Cole. Uh, Caitlin, Frank, Riley, glutton of all the foods. Alex, little smorgasbord. Danielle, Wyatt, Soapy Foten, Kelty, Olwyn is going to time travel to July 26. Have fun. Um, <laughs> Allie, Crimson, McGregor, Nathan the Scott, Yahweh Yowie, Letitia, April, DPRCM, The Day Dude, Pyrus, High Liz of Wimbus, Grace Daughter Wimbus, Snufkin with Knife for President 2020, Jeremiah, uh, WT Folklore but Backwards, Haley, Tim turned in his notice and will be free as a bird come July 12th. Congratulations. Uh, Dominic, Justin, Lily, Jenna, Jen, and Heather. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you always, Doug. Thank, thank you, you Doug. Doug. Thank you, John Waterbubbler. Thank you, John Waterbubbler. Thank you, Roll Doll. Thank you, Roll Doll. Thank you, the Neon. Thank you, the Neon. Thank you, the Chrome. Thank you, the Chrome. Thank you, Knives. Thank you, Knives. Thank you, Yonder Toad. Thank you, Yonder Toad. Thank you, Mother Wimbus. Thank you, Mother Wimbus. Thank you, Big Big Rock. Thank you, Big Big Rock. Thank you, Perez the Mouse. Thank you, Perez the Mouse. Thank you, Extinction Zoo. Thank you, Extinction Zoo. Thank you, Drumcon. Thank you, Drumcon. Thank you, Witch Belly Cafe. Thank you, Witch Belly Cafe. Coming 2020 to a Starbucks near you. <laughs> We're what the folklore, and that's how it works. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. 
Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.